Welcome to Goodfellas Ship, a Christ-centered podcast from three average college students. We hope you enjoy. Good morning, Bethlehem! This is Tommy. This is Seth. This is Nick. <laughs> Welcome to uh, Good Fellowship, uh, Christ-centered podcast from not two... But three average college students. Mm. We want to welcome uh, Nick to the show. How you doing today, Nick? I'm good. Thank you for asking me. Thank good. you for asking me on the show. Oh, no problem. Uh-huh. Nick's going to be our third member. He's supposed to be here last week, but... Uh, contract issues. Contract issues. <laughs> things, some things didn't work out. Uh, Seth, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you? Good, good. good. We have a, uh, a good show today. we got some good topics we're going to talk about. Uh, we want to break the bread really quickly with a what do you have, just to kind of get things going. Uh, Nick, what do you have for today? Uh, so this week, um, I've really been... Uh, Getting hit with uh, obedience and obedience to Christ, and uh, Luke six forty six has really been convicting me lately. Uh, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? And uh, yeah, I just I really been focusing on soaking into Him and being obedient to Him and living my life accordingly. Mm. I like that. That's good. I Seth, like that. Uh, you got anything? Yeah, um, just trusting in God with everything, whether it's finances or um, future career goals, that kind of thing. Um, with, as you all know, like getting ready to graduate, that's all starting to come together. It's been really mm-hmm. nerve-wracking, but just knowing to trust in him fully with everything that I have right now, um, a lot on my plate and everything. So, yeah, just fully and utterly relying and trusting on him. That's real. So what do you have, Tommy? <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you have, man? Um, for me, it's uh, Psalm 107, 28 and 29. It says, Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. Hmm. That's been big on me lately, just because I've had so much, so many anxieties and so much stress and distractions in life. Hmm. And just, uh, I don't know, it, a lot of times I get caught up, and I feel like I have to do this on my own. But recently, it's just been God telling me, come to me, to, you know, give me your troubles, give me your burdens, and I'll, I'll relieve them for you. Yeah. And just to see when you do that, when you truly do that, he does... You know, the waves of the sea are hushed, you know? Wow. Like, you, you become calmer in that just because you know that he, he guides the world. <laughs> and I heard a quote, too. It said, um, the same God who wrote history is the same God who controls your life and has written your history. <laughs> so that's very, it's been very encouraging to me to know that I'm going to be okay. I'll yeah. be good. That's real. Wow. That's really encouraging. All right. So uh, that's what we have today. We want to get jump into the topics real quickly because we have a lot to say. Um we're going to be talking about true repentance today, and we're going to kind of break it up in segments. Nick's going to talk about sin and the aspect of it and what it really is and how effective it truly is. And I'm going to be talking about um, conviction and what that, uh, how you go about that and what that means. I'll explain it. And Seth's going to wrap it up with true repentance and how to go about that. And uh, so, Nick, the floor is yours. Go for it. All right, cool. So sin, I'm doing sin. So uh, what is sin? What do you guys think sin is, Seth? It's bad. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you that's bad. That's like, yeah, yeah. Um, and its simplest form is disobeying God, going away from God. Hmm. Yeah, I think just anything wicked against God. Yep. Those are good. So uh, I researched, and sin in its original translation means to miss the mark. Hmm. You know, and the mark being the standard of perfection set by the Lord God. Hmm. And I was reading, um, and it stated in Romans 3.23, For all sin and fall short of the glory of God. All. We all fall short. We have all sinned. Hmm. I think we live in a culture today that has begun to water down the impact that sin has on each and every one of our lives. I agree. Definitely. Um, we tend to focus more so on the drugs, sex, and alcohol sermon, and then we try and justify our own life choices as okay because we do not fit in that category. 
Yeah, you agree? Yeah, totally. <clears throat> I know, like, I'm, I'm going to add, like, in my life, there's things I haven't done that other people have done. And yeah. so a lot of times I like to justify myself and say, well, you know, I'm not as bad as them. You Definitely. Know, and they do something like Definitely. this. Definitely. Yeah. We try and rank each other. Yeah. yeah. We try and rank sin. It's like a caste system. Yeah, you know, definitely. We're at the top. And then there's Jesus at the very tip. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, did you know that slander is a sin? You know, I was reading Proverbs, and it says, Proverbs 11.9, With their mouths the godless destroy their neighbors. You know, and that really, you know, that, that spoke to me heavily. Um, we as a society love the fireworks, the head turners. So when you hear of someone murdering another, we peg them as a sinner. But did you fail to realize that those who get angry also have sinned? Matthew 5, 21 and 22 say, You have heard that, th that it was said to people long ago, You shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. And I'll stop there because it's, it's a pretty long verse. But that really spoke to me too. I don't know if that speaks to you guys. Yeah. I mean, I get pretty angry, you know, a lot of times. You know, and again, ranking, I try and... It's okay. I try to justify it. You know, I yeah. try to justify my actions. It's, um, you go. I will say, like, for for what you're saying about justifying it, sometimes it's like, well, I mean, they're like a brother to me, so I can do that. Yeah. But then if it's like some random person, it's like, well, I probably shouldn't because I don't know them. That's not how it should be. Like, Definitely. It Everyone's equal. We Definitely. should treat them like that, and we should not, like, hate on them or be angry with them in any way like that. So Completely agree with that. I, I notice myself doing that a lot. Now, what were you going to say, Tommy? Um, I was going to say, like, especially with me, all the news coverage 24 hours a day, you always see how bad the world is. Yeah. So we get, like, a front, you know, view of how, how bad it is, but we don't see how bad we are. So, like, example, like, you get on, you see a murderer or a cheater, mm. or you see the Patriots deflating footballs, and you're like, that's wrong. It's not funny. Tom Brady's a goat, baby. Come on, now. You're like, that's wrong. Yeah. He's all right. He's like top three. But uh, you know that's wrong, but then at the same time, we we're, we look at them and say, well, that's a lot worse than what we do. Definitely. Definitely. And so, yeah. I mean, I think we forget that sin is like, it's not in our actions. Yes. You know, it's, uh, it's in our hearts. You know, it's in all of us. It's a disease. It's a plague. It's overtaking the world, like you said. You see it every day. Um. I think sin can be simplified and rooted back to one fault that is hardwired into our human nature. Hmm. Selfishness. You know, we're all selfish individuals. We're greedy. You know, we want to be our own gods. We want to sit on the throne. You know, whether you recognize that or not, we do. You know, and I say all this to make you think. To let you know that this sin problem is more serious than we let on. Hmm. You know, it tears us away from God. It separates us from eternity with Him. Now, the beauty in all this is that we that when we recognize our sinful desires and our desperate need for a Savior in Jesus Christ, you will be forgiven. I, I mean that. For we are able to be righteous because he was righteous, because he defeated sin. I want to encourage you all with, today with this, that you do not allow sin to, control, to continue to control your life. Seek God in everything you do. Seek him in every area of your life. Love God and live as a physical representation of him. Romans 6.18, you've been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. You know, praise God for the cross. Yeah. Praise God, yeah. No, I feel that. And um, I just want to go back to what you're saying about being separated from God. You said being separated from God for eternity. Mm. And, man, that, that scares me. That, that really does. To, to think that I'm not going to get to spend just the glorious time with God like I, I picture and I imagine now, it's just it's terrifying. Mm. And um, I like how you added that in there. That was, that was good. Thank you. Yeah. Like we can't imagine all, all the physical and emotional pain that we go through on earth. It's nothing compared to being separated from God. So, and just one sin can do that. Definitely, it's mind blowing. I Definitely, don't... it's really it's huge, you know. And I, I, I don't think we really register, you know, how big sin is. Yeah. How important it is, you know. And there's beauty in it, you know, but it's 
it's ugly when we pursue only sin. Yeah. yeah. You know, so. Um, I will add this. I, I heard this before at a conference that I went to where it's talking about sin is literally doing the will of the devil. That that's crazy to think that when we sin, we're we're making the devil happy. We're not making God happy by sinning. We're making the devil happy, and that and the enemy, and that just that scares me. Um, so yeah, just that's that's crazy. It is. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, there's good news for that, and it's called conviction, and just how to get over this sin. Um, I'm gonna talk about conviction for a little bit. Once we realize the power of sin. We begin to feel conviction. Yeah, conviction is like beautiful. Like it's probably the the greatest blessing that we can have. Top five, yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's very beautiful. Yeah, yeah. totally. And once we realize this true conviction, we realize that God doesn't break us of our sin because He doesn't want us, want us to have fun or enjoy life, but rather because He wants to save us because He knows how dangerous this sin is in our lives, spiritually mm-hmm. and physically, and it, it affects every area of our life. Definitely. And uh, we've seen that in our lives. Of course. We're college students, so. Um, now, to understand conviction, we must first look at what it's not. And there's two things that I've found about this. Uh, number one, conviction is not just simply feeling guilty over sin. So, for example, if I, st- if I steal or kill uh, and just feel guilty but don't do anything about it, that's not true conviction. I mean, even, even the atheist feels guilty, you know. Um, number two, conviction is not a fear that if you don't repent, you'll go to hell. So if I murder someone, I'm very on, I'm on the murder subject today. If I murder someone and start feeling guilty because I probably won't go to heaven, that's not true conviction. Hmm. Now, once we understand that, this is what true conviction is. Um, we can only truly understand how great our sin is when we recognize how great and how holy our God is. Mm. Mm. I like that. That's powerful. Yeah, yeah. that's really powerful. Uh, Psalm 5.4, it says, The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. You destroy those who tell lies. Mm. So that God literally cannot have any sin in his presence. Yeah. He can, he's, he's perfect. He's holy. He can't have anything. And so that's why we can't just look at sin as this little thing as, oh, I looked at porn or, oh, I disobeyed my parents as something little. It's got to be, we have to realize that the smallest sin will separate us from God from eternity. Yeah, totally. Um, so there can be no darkness and there can be no wickedness associated with him, as Psalm 5.4 said. And so with this recognition comes true conviction. And what true conviction is, it's one that makes us mourn for how we've grieved a perfect God. And this recognition and desire to rid ourselves of all sin is called conviction because we want to honor God. Acts 17.30, let me find it here. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. So this conviction so overwhelms us so graciously that it must lead us to repentance, which Seth will discuss. So how have you guys seen conviction in your lives? Um, for me... As my relationship with God's grown, I see conviction come up even stronger. Hmm. So, like, with certain things, I'll, I'll feel that conviction. Um, sometimes, though, I get in, like, whether it's a season or just maybe I become stagnant, um, I'll see myself praying for conviction because I don't, hmm. I don't get that same conviction during the day. That's cool. So I, have to, I actually have to strive to pray for that because I don't want to be doing something that I know I shouldn't. Hmm. Um, and I know as we grow closer to God, we'll, like I said, that conviction will grow stronger within us. Um, what about you, Um So I think when you have conviction, then that demands uh, action, you know, it demands a change. And so I think with conviction comes pushing God's kingdom into the world, you know, because you, like you realize uh, what's wrong in your life and, you know, what tears you away from God. And that makes you want to focus more on him and seek him more and, uh, yeah, push his kingdom.
Yeah, it's like you said earlier, I definitely believe conviction is one of the most beautiful and gracious gifts he can give us. It's very beautiful. Yeah, because it doesn't, we're so comfortable in living in sin at times, and God says, I'm pulling you out of there. I don't want you in there anymore. Hmm. And he shows us, he takes us to new heights and just new places that we can't go with sin. And that is the beauty of conviction. Yeah, I like that. Out of our comfort zones, I like that. Yes, I do, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to kind of just wrap it all up with the subject of true repentance and what, what you all have been leading up to, basically. Um, for me personally, it's more than just crying and saying, I'm sorry, God. We have to strive to fix the problem. So when you repent, you turn away from sin and you turn to God. You're fully trusting in Him and trusting in what the gospel says. Hmm. So not only should, should there be a change of your heart and mind, but there also should be a change of your outward actions. Um, so what does this look like? I recently read an article about repentance and what true repentance looks like, um, and I discovered that there are several different elements involved here. In a blog posted by, um, I think it was Casey McCollum, yeah, Casey McCollum, and it talks about how there are five R's of repentance. So I'm just going to run through these quick. First, recognition, recognition of sin. So recognizing what you're doing, the habits or the struggles or whatever it is, recognizing that that's truly a sin and that you're truly just, like we said earlier, running away from God, just doing everything against what he's calling us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so recognition of sin, remorse for the sin. So actually feeling not sorry for yourself, but knowing what you did was wrong and actually having feelings of, man, I, I know I messed up. This is, this is bad. I need to fix this. So actually recognizing that that's a problem and, yeah, feeling feeling upset, feeling sad, feeling hurt about it that you hurt God, not not taking upon yourself. Just like I said, it, it's more than crying and saying sorry, but that's not a bad thing. Um, resentment of sin. So, truly and utterly hating what you've done, hating the sin that you've just committed. And like I said earlier about sin is literally doing, like I heard, sin is literally doing the will of the devil. Hating that you're doing that. Because, I mean, that in itself is really, really rough that, to think that you're doing and you're pleasing the devil. Like, I know that from, from a, if you step back and listen to that, that sounds really crazy. But that's what we're doing. And just, yeah, knowing that. Removal of sin. So knowing what you're doing wrong, knowing that sin, isolating it, and just totally removing that out of your life. Yeah. And this last one, I... They're all good, but I absolutely love this one, and I think it's key. Rejoicing over our forgiven sin. Hmm. Praising God that he has saved us from that, and knowing that he's forgiven us for it. Hmm. So to me, true repentance is the action of the five R's. So recognition of sin, remorse for sin, resentment of sin, removal of sin, and rejoicing over forgiven sin. Hmm. Um, What do you all think about that? Yeah, I really like the uh, rejoicing part. Yeah. Like God doesn't want us to just be depressed and you know feeling awful all the time about our sin, but He wants us to actually rejoice in the fact of what He's done on the cross. And it's just cool to see that um, what He did do can free us from these addictions, can free us from these habits. Amen. So God says, rejoice in that, be happy in that, be proud of what I've done. You know, love me for that. That's yeah. yeah that was that was mine too. I think uh, praise God that we are able to rejoice. You know, that, that's really powerful. Yeah, I read one time, um, God's obligated to give us justice but not mercy. Uh, the fact that we were able to rejoice, you know, that's very merciful. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Um, so the person, um, Casey McCauley, 
I feel like he put it in that order for a reason. Uh, I'm kind of going off the top of my head here, but think about it. Recognition of sin, and then remorse, and then resentment. Let's just break that down real quick. So recognizing what you've done. Do you think that that should definitely be the first step? Or definitely. Yeah, and that, that comes with conviction, obviously. Like definitely. You yeah. realize, okay, what I'm doing is sinful. It is against God. So then remorse. So feeling, not fully sorry for yourself, but feeling upset, sad, sadness over what you've done. Yeah. Definitely. Second? Yeah, definitely. Okay. And then resentment. Oh. I think resentment's huge. Yeah. It's big. Uh, you have to hate. You have to learn to hate it. Yeah. You know, we're, we're commanded to hate our sin. Uh, yeah. That's powerful, too. And that comes a lot with realizing just how much it affects you, just how much it affects every aspect of your life, yeah. and overall how much it disgusts God that you have that <clears throat> in your life. It's it's huge. Uh, I think we really water it down sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, I'm thankful that we can talk about this because yeah. it is—it's huge and it needs to be taken seriously. Yeah. Well, and then the fourth one, removal of sin. I like that one because I mean, I like all, but removal of sin—it's not us removing it. We have to take the step to allow that to happen, but we also have to know that we can't do this by ourselves. Like we have to open the door to let God remove this. Now we have to fight hardcore, just straight up fight against this sin. But also know that we can't do it without God. We cannot truly get rid of the sin in our life without Him just ripping and tearing it out of our life. So allowing Him to do that. Definitely. And then, like I said, rejoicing. Like, that is the—I just love that one. Um, just praising God. And in every aspect of, of that word, praise. Just praising Him in everything that He's done. Especially just pulling the sin out of our lives and forgiving us for it. But I kind of just basically reiterated everything I was just talking <laughs> no, about. No, was good. But, yeah, like, just since true repentance was the, the base of this, just to kind of sum that up again. Um, yeah, but that's all I got. That's a good yeah, word. That's what I have. I like that word. That's, a, that's a good word, man. <laughs> that's really good. I want to add, too, with, like, removal. There's no, there's no Tommy gets rid of his sin. There's no Nick gets rid of his Heck sin. No. Or Seth gets rid of his sin. And there's no meeting God halfway. God, I'll do this and yeah. you'll get rid of my sin. God does everything Amen. to remove our sin. And that was the power of the cross and what it's done. So that's why we rejoice because God literally does everything. He's a God of 100%. 100%. There you go. I like that. And if if we try to do any of it, we can't. Even the smallest sin, we cannot get rid of on our own. And so we should we should rejoice in the fact that God has done that for us and how he's relieved us of that sin. Yeah. Praise God. Okay, so before we close this out, Tommy, Nick, let's be real quick. Um, yeah, real quick. Um, <laughs> how, okay, how does WVU truly repent oh, for the terrible game they had against Kentucky? Let's just, let's oh, just get that out in the open right, right now. Um, oh, how do they man. do that? Biblically, um, man, <laughs> I don't know. Well, you talked about the five R's. There's no rejoicing in that one. There's, that's all resentment right there. You can't. Yeah. You can't. You Kentucky Blue! <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have asked the LSU fan on oh, this yeah, one. Yeah, but, yeah. So we'll just disregard his opinion on this. But. Well, Kentucky beat the SEC, <laughs> baby. Whatever. All right. Well, um, that's all we got for today. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Seth, for your yeah. uh, comments. Thank and, you, Tommy. Hey, no problem. Uh, our goal for this show is to get it up every Monday morning. So look for look for us there. We are college students, so we're busy all the time, sleeping most of the time. <laughs> so we'll continue to try to get it out there. But thank you for joining, and uh, see you next time.